This is CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely fantastic to be here in studio on a holiday. Yes, it's Women's Day. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. It's, someone's got to do it. I mean, it's amazing to Happy see. Happy Women's Day, Brett. Me in the studio, right? Yes, welcome. It's been a while. It has been a while. I do feel like I've been left out. Thanks for all the invites, guys. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Brett. It's nice yeah. to see you again. Thanks for ignoring all of them. Not, not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's a nice haircut. Is that to get rid of all the grey hair there? Yeah, I lo- I'm loving your haircut. Well, actually, I was in Ireland uh, this weekend. I landed yeah. this morning and uh, I went with the kind of long, wavy grey hair and uh, I saw a whole lot of old colleagues oh, yeah? who, who a, laughed at better than how you. fat I was <laughs> and how grey I've got. So I immediately went to the barber, had it chopped off uh, and said, you can only laugh at me uh, being uh, fat. An Irish barber. I, an Irish barber. Uh, oh, did oh, you tell the South joke? African. By, oh, South African barber in, in Ireland. Ireland. What's, what's the Irish joke? No, that's out of context. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> are, you, are you sure you didn't wake up with that hairstyle? You, you sure you Mike, actually went to the barber? But I, but his, his hair is not receding yet, Mike. No, it's not. It's but the closest, that's I, I'm closest not it's ever looked to your hair. Oh, we're going to start a fight in the studio. But guys, great. but guys, let's let's just pull it back from Thanks, Brett's Mike. hairstyle and, yeah. and, and how fat he's actually got. <laughs> and back to the day that is today. <laughs> back to the day that is today. Yes, it's Women's Day. So yeah. happy Women's Day. Yes. And, and it's the start of Women's Month, right? Yes. So I think it's um, uh, quite apt. Yeah, on the show. My today. wife's convinced it's the start of Women's Year, but I'm not going to argue with her. <laughs> no, no, don't. No, that's a good don't. point. I've, I've learned that too. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, uh, that started the day we got married. It was like the the year of the woman's century. I've learned not to argue with his wife either. What have you two been mm. doing? It's fine. It's a bright thing. It's a bright thing. It's a bright thing. She has it's a, a bright thing. <laughs> it's the first time. You know what? You know what? Next week we're having another mic in the studio. I'm going to go okay, find cool. another mic. Okay. I'm going to go find another You find tired, one. I'm tired of having too many breaths in the studio. Sounds fair. Okay. Mike, there are already cool. five mics in this room. You're going to tell me You know that's six. getting so tired. It's <laughs> getting so tired. <laughs> we'll probably still use it next week. Yeah. <laughs> probably will still use it next yeah. week. You probably will. That's awesome. But, but today we're talking. Exactly. You guys, now focus, guys. Focus, focus. We are talking to Leanne Detoy. Ah, cool. About... Entrepreneurship. Hi, Hi Leanne. Hi. Hello. Hi, guys. On the other good to be here. Isn't it great how good Skype is sounding these days? It's I mean, awesome. Leanne, you're adding a ton of value to that call already, but the quality is amazing on this connectivity. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving life. It is sounding amazing. And you, you know, where are you in Cape Town at the moment, Leanne? Um, outside of based in Waterfront, the Workshop 17 oh. um, at the YPO offices. Nice. Excellent. So, yeah, congrats on the new role at YPO. Tell, Tell us a little yeah. bit more about Very that. Cool. So, YPO is a member-led organization of 25,000 people. It's got 130 chapters around the world. And it's, sure. um, I mean, it, I've only been there a month, but I'm definitely on the YPO Kool-Aid. It's, it's an <laughs> awesome place to work, uh, treating their staff really well and got huge expansion plans. So, They've opened up a whole new department called Networks, okay. uh, which is great. And and also it was founded in 1950 and one of the first um, companies to have a woman member on their board uh, back then. So, yeah, very cool to be a part of. Well done. That's fantastic. And, and mm. you, where were you before that? Because you've got quite a long history in terms of, of an entrepreneurial career down in Cape Town there. Do you want to just give yeah. us a bit more of a background? Because I read through your profile and you've done That's some pretty cool, right? yeah, it's pretty cool shit going on there, man. Yeah, so we're running a school for startups at the Graduate School of Business called the Incub- Incubation, the Venture Incubation Program, which yeah. was sponsored by MTN. Um, we had three cohorts that went through and it was just 
what was really awesome about it is that we were allowed to not fail in the sense, but we were allowed to test and validate and come up with better ways of how we can actually get entrepreneurs into the space. And every time we did something, every time we did a different mechanism, something new would happen. So for instance, in our second cohort out of um, 70 participants or out of 70 people that applied, only two of them were female. And we were just, it was mind blowing that why are so little females applying? So on the front end, you've got people saying, well, there's not enough females in the space, but it's like, well, where are they? They're not putting up their hands. So mm. there was that thing of like, how how do you approach men and women differently? Whereas men kind of, it seems that they they just kind of need to have a little bit of a framework where women need to have a solid thing to say, I tick all these boxes. So that was a really quite a big insight. Um, you know, it's just people just trying to show up rather than than they're not yeah so what's your view on and why there aren't that many women in the tech space right i mean i I, i've seen it in the silicon valley space you've got people like cheryl sanders who's really putting a massive drive or lean in to help start kind of repositioning that we get the right balance i mean you look at in the leadership i think she mentioned something like uh, under 20 percent of all leaders in the tech space are women that's ridiculous yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that there's a few reasons. I think I think one of them is, you know, how can you affect change in a world where only half of it feels invited or feels welcome to participate in the conversation? And mm. it sounds, it's, it, you know, it's like it comes to a, like a, a, a gender thing, but it also comes to even like a cultural thing. So people that have previously have not been included, it's like, how do you know that you're opinion is valid. And I suppose that's why as you get older, you just start validating your own opinion. But yeah, I think people just haven't maybe felt welcome or, you know, then there's also the kids story as well. It's a bossy, I think right? When, uh, I think she mentioned a great example of if you ask uh, little boys what they think about leadership, it's all kind of stereotyped where when you ask girls, uh, why aren't they aspiring into leadership roles? I said, because I don't want to be seen as bossy. It's a, those kind of traits, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, or yeah, you're too independent or, yeah. you know, you've, you can't do that, but I think things are changing now. So I don't think it's as bad as it, yeah. as it sounds, but I think more kids, people not having families and work becoming a focus. And I think, yeah, people are not, yeah, yeah, I think it's tricky and I think it's complicated and I think we still don't know. And I think we're trying to, we're trying to figure it out. Um, where pe- like the diversity is becoming better, but the inclusivity maybe isn't. Yeah. So it's like planting the seeds of our future selves. And how are we doing that now so that people feel confident to do that? And I think it comes around confidence, not necessarily skill set, because a lot of people that are very confident can learn the skill. But it's like you've got to have the, you know, it's the attitude, not necessarily the ability, because most of the yeah. things that we can do. Yeah, it comes with that. Um, it's, it's almost like the the soft stuff has become more important than the hard stuff mm. and where we've been taught that the hard stuff is more, more important where actually how you treat people like finding companies that have the same value set as you, mm. uh, mentorship. So true. Like, like an example, which, which Cheryl Sandberg uses for the lean in is if you want a male mentor. So let's say if a guy is married and you want to go for a drink with him after work and you're not that, doesn't look good but if it was a guy it would be completely fine so you know it's like sure. those kind of boundaries yeah actually i think about it like i'm currently mentoring six people at the moment and four of them are ladies i've never really thought about that situation 
They probably are. But they probably are, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's these little nuances. I was having this conversation with someone with, yeah, like, I mean, this is more female entrepreneurship, but it's just little things which you don't even think of. So if you look at the people, if you look at uh, like code for Project Cape Town, um, uh, Codex, mm, so yes. their framework of how they work is that between nine and five, you work, you don't take your laptop home afterwards from a safety point of view. Um, and all the actual things that you battle with, those are the things that you actually you know, are, you know, you take into consideration. Um, so I don't at, understand that. So that they're leaving their laptops at work. So, so yeah. So what home. they're saying is that you, you can't work from home from a safety point of view. You oh, get all the okay. things that you, you need to have to succeed is at work. It's yes. not taken in out of context or for instance. Yeah. I mean, that's a more of a diversity yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, that also helps with people getting a life. I mean, if you know that you have yeah. to be, productive sure, between nine balance. and five you focus on being productive between nine and five and then the yeah. rest of the time if you if you are family orientated you go and family yourself till you have yeah. to, to sleep again or you go party if you're that way inclined so yeah but also i guess and also that yeah, that other part of like females coming back into the workforce so you've got these amazing women who have had kids but have kind of been out of the workforce for five ten years and now they've got to come back how how do they come back how do they compete so it's also about creating that flexibility. And I know, for instance, at YPO, it's very flexible. So you, as long as you do your KPIs, where you do that, how you do that, in what time frame is completely up to you. And I just feel like that's where we're moving towards. It's not about how many hours are you at the office. It's about what are you actually trying to achieve. And, and Leanne, a lot of those women who go and have babies and come back into the workplace five years later, often their lives are fundamentally changed and what they did before Coming back to your point around the hard and the soft skills, um, do they have to go and reskill themselves though? Because what they left and the way the pace of change is moving is, is it's so fast. Do they have to? Is, is this part of a problem? Is the reskilling and the ability to get back into the workplace and do work that is actually great and 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 solves real problems as opposed to just becoming a secretary? Forgive me for being a bit stereotyped <laughs> about it, but you know, yeah. but it's it's a, it's a reality. No, I I think that there are programs that are doing that and where you almost get integrated slower. So maybe you work more on the strategy than the implementation. So you've got someone younger, maybe can do the implementation, but you, your, your experience then kind of plays a different, a different role. Um, but I think it, it, it is becoming easier because it is allowed. Um, yeah. whereas before it was just, well, then you've got to just completely come in where maybe it's not like that. Maybe, you know, we're finding these models of the future where if I'm good at this and you're good at that, then we kind of collaborate on that project yeah, and then we move sure. away. Yeah. So less of this, you know, big structure employee, it's almost like whoever's best for the job gets to do the job. Yeah. And I think we are definitely moving towards a more collaborative way or mindset. But in the past, it's like women were not really, and it's, it's like a subconscious thing. It's like you're not really taught to support each other. Whereas I find, especially in Cape Town, that is very, that kind of has changed a bit. It's like, you know, it's, Pull each other up, bring bring each other with you, um, rather than compete. So it's yeah, I, I find that that backstabbing is not so much prevalent, especially in the tech well, the tech ecosystem, um, or people are called out on it um, because it is such a small knit community. Yeah, and the cool. politics is simpler. Break you on yeah. So um, well, I mean, I want to bring it back to entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit, I suppose, and um, yeah. Linking it back to maybe not just men versus women or women and men trying to be inclusive yeah. or exclusive, but maybe a family focus. So a lot of, yeah. I mean, I started my business. I rebooted my business at the same time as my wife and I had our first child. And 
if I had to start it maybe two years later, so if I had a two-year-old, I'd probably be less likely to take on the risk associated with starting a new business. Yeah. Um, purely because of the mm. responsibility that I now have towards my family. Mm. And I wonder, do you think that gets in the way sometimes with people with great ideas, maybe not looking to the collaboration point, thinking they have to do it all by themselves and thinking, oh, shit, the, whole, the risk is all on me. So I've got this yeah. great idea. Now I must motivate to make this business happen. I no. must do this. Rather than trying to go out to like-minded people and say, listen, I can do this from 10 till 3 because I've got to go pick little one up from nursery school. <laughs> like I've got a life to live and I can be really productive from 10 o'clock till 12 o'clock at night because it's the power of startup. But d- d- how much do you think the, the family plays a role and, and the, the amount of risk versus responsibility that starts to play in new entrepreneurs and startups? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have a family. Um, so for me, uh, I have the flip side of that where, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, I think it plays a huge role. It's, but I think also we, we haven't had that mindset of that collaboration to begin with, but then also you've got to have a really strong leader in the beginning to kind of say, mm. okay, this is a structure. This is where we're going. And I think as a startup, what ends up happening is you go from like pillar to post where you're still just trying to figure out and download it. And as much as you've got all these supporting organizations that are trying to help, but you've still got to go through it yourself. And, you know, it's like, it's the same like with the school where you only know what you don't know when you don't know it at that time, <laughs> yeah. you know? Hindsight's um, amazing. It is. And you can listen to someone who has, you know, been through there and done it, but, mm. you know, they're like, oh, oh, now I know what they meant. Um, but yeah, I think people are a little bit risk averse. And yeah, I, I kind of see like the flip side of the coin where I suppose I don't have that family structure, but yeah. my career is completely soaring. So, yeah. You know, like, but now I'm the one who like gets to travel and do all these things, mm. but at what cost and is there a cost and what's the perceived cost versus the the actual payoff where it's kind of like, oh, well, you're single. Like, why is that when actually, yeah. well, yeah, maybe that's a choice, not actually, a, not, not a side effect. Well, that becomes, or, or, that becomes or, a shoulda, woulda, coulda situation yeah. as well. So. Yeah. And nor is yeah. it an indictment either. But yeah. it should have yeah. been yeah. on yeah. both sides, right? Yeah, exactly. Should've so you, there's no point in looking yeah. back and saying, yeah. I should have done that. If I would have done that, I could have done this. But yeah. the thing is, you're on yeah. the, most of us find ourselves on the path we're on. I mean, yeah. again, the company that I created is called Big Brave. And I truly believe that if you're going to start a business, you need to be sure. big-minded and brave in order to do it. So it doesn't, yeah. matter, it doesn't matter what your risks or your responsibilities are. If you've got a great enough idea, a great enough idea around a business and yeah. you're willing or passionate enough to actually get behind it, You've got to actually make that decision. You can't sit on the fence. Yeah. There's not. There's none of this. Oh, I'm going to spend six months trying to see it on part time and see how well it does because nothing does well part time. No, it yeah. nothing. Nothing grows well enough in part time. Plus, people start to see not just the, the the confidence you have within your new startup, but also the passion you bring to it. No, exactly. So it's very yeah. much an individual thing. Yeah. So in South Africa in 2015, there was only seven percent of women who were involved in entrepreneurship. I think that has grown. I think it's become more of a focus and you know it's great that there's women there's women's month but it doesn't have to be just a month like you know it shouldn't it's be. like that yeah it should but also not taking again from what you said earlier is that lack of men versus women it's it's yeah. it should be a collaboration and like celebrate our differences but celebrates our uniqueness but also go forward and just understanding that better so, so yeah yeah sorry um just another discussion. So I, I, I'm quite interested in looking at the sort of factors that limit people from taking entrepreneurial opportunities. Same thing. Is that what you're going to say? That's bizarre. So we've got the startup mentality growing within this country. I mean, everybody's sort of looking for innovation and trying to find new ideas to do stuff. And a lot of it sits within the tech space. Um, yeah. Is there still this idea that 
in order to have a startup or in order to be an entrepreneur, you need to have a great tech idea. Yeah, or, because it used to be we used to be the land of middlemen. Right? Yeah, what's happened to home or your home industries and yeah. and yeah. what's happened to all pairs and what's happened to what's so happened to all these things that are shipping in stuff from overseas service business and then re- import export exactly. Re-import. That's a big now. Well, the junk status like is if you get opportunity into a startup, yeah. you can yeah. only go tech, right? Yes, and it's not true. Or is it just because we're in tech? Yes, I, I mean, I suppose my my focus is more on tech and. You know, to be honest, is that I, I feel that the space at the moment, uh, yeah, I mean, as, as much as I'm a believer in it, I, I also kind of feel like you need to fail a few times before you get anywhere. Hmm. So this idea of someone coming in and, you know, going on a, on a, on a show and then getting, you know, money for it, how far does that go? And it's people back, people back people, but people back people that have done good stuff. Um, so I, I think like, from an investment point of view, people want to have actually seen that you've got a bit of scars and battles. And I think our landscape just isn't, we have a very different culture where it's like, if you fail, well then, oh my goodness, no one can touch you. You failed. We actually, if you haven't failed in like Silicon Valley, then no, no one will touch you. Oh, you anyway. have no cred, right? Yeah, yeah. You have no street cred. So yeah, they've actually yeah, taken I, it to the point of ridiculous though, haven't they? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, but, I don't know. I quite like the idea of continuously failing with other people's money. Yeah, it's life's a joke. Just, right? just come up with a great idea, flee somebody. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's not all like that. But yeah, yeah I mean, we had this um, this event last week. It was called Future Females, and yeah. Yeah. one of the things that came out of it, um, yeah, it was it was it's a great new a great new concept. Um, the team that's running it have really thought it through and not just a talk shop, but actually do action things at the end of that. And so they did a whole kind of agile thinking. And, and what came out was what, what do women feel that, that you know, they, they want to do? And entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindset was actually one of them. So being comfortable outside their comfort zone and thinking lean and, and staying motivated. Um, and then it was networking, business strategy, just actually getting started. And I think that's also the other part is people just don't know where to start. So there's no roadmap on like well you know what next how do you do this and i mean i find it quite interesting like getting started but networking's right up there right and i think a lot of uh, a lot of people forget how important you have to have a very strong network especially in these smaller regions to be able to get started and and i think that then helps with your entrepreneurial mindset i must say Right at the bottom is exit and sell. So defining an exit strategy. have the exit strategy. I mean, surely that's one of the things one thinks about right at the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the – and then also where are the stats skewed? So you've got Mm -hmm. your global – I think it was a – they did a – it was a survey that they did the other day. And the questions were all around funding. But you find that a lot of South African startups have actually not set up in South Africa. So – you know, then what's that also about? So how conducive is the is the, the landscape to the, setting up a business? The better the better startups that I've come across. I mean, they 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 bootstrap initially. It's it's yeah. all bootstrap, and then yeah. a lot of the guys are going for sort of some sort of grant, some sort of competition that actually gets them in front of something. So not necessarily taking a VC route immediately, or yeah. definitely not yeah. going to the banks because there's no point in going to the banks directly and saying, "Hey, I've got this great idea. No, Here it is on great, paper. We've got some great yeah. products, Brett. No, but they are. <laughs> Yeah. That you need to qualify. I, I said that with a, that a you need to face. qualify for at some point. So when you when you've got gray hair and you've got a comfortable life and everything you need from us then, yes. When you Once when you get all the well. stuff you need from us now, yes. then call us. Yeah. 
Yes. And that's yeah, what I said. Yeah. Like if, if my big thing with the banks, and sorry, just, I'm just going to rant for a while, but like my big thing was with the banks while we're trying to grow and scale a startup was trying to express the dream because there's yeah. no, there's no passion or people when talking to the banks. It's all about profit, return on investment. It's a formula. It's a Can you afford it? Yeah, yeah affordability. Risk your, your EBITDA. Mm, yeah. <laughs> or your EBITDA. Mm. And I hate, I hate that flipping thing because mm. I didn't have it and I yeah, probably you, still don't do it on paper. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, where you go to sort of collaborative spaces and you go to opportunity spaces and say, look, this is what we're doing. I can get it this far. And you get to other yeah. people and you're like, wow, that's really cool. If you start the networking, you, you don't really need to have too much of an exit strategy because I do believe, and I'm going to jump around a bit on your points, but we've seen a lot of guys that come to us at Big Brave as well and ask yeah. for, for incubation and stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's cool. But we've, if it doesn't work, then we'll just do that. I'm like, well, if you're starting there, it's not a great point. It's good to have an exit strategy. Yeah. It's not a great idea to start with one. Correct. And if you're going to yeah. have one, be ready to change it. Because if you're going to pull other people on board, the strategies you have to grow and the strategies you have to stop need to move. They that's need, why it's also very important to think about but that from at, the beginning. Right? Also, Importantly, funding I, can't be the only thing that stops you. Correct. Yeah. I think what they mean, well, as my understanding of this exit strategy, is more like, what's the next round going to be? How's the next scale up going to be? So let's say we're going to give ourselves three years to bootstrap it. And by this, we should have got X amount of customers. And from that, then we can scale it up to getting a bigger a manufacturing plant or whatever. Yeah. So it, I think that's when they talk about exit strategy. Okay. So when you talk with the VC, they usually have a five to seven year exit strategy. So it's not necessarily like how you're going to run away. Like just yeah. small, If it fails, I okay. can fail quietly. <laughs> yeah, but... It, it's more just how are you going to – because also a founder doesn't necessarily need to be a CEO. And you often find there's that, that line between an inventor and someone who runs the business. You know? yes. So usually U- U- it's Uber's knowing finding that. This out. Yeah, Uber's finding yeah. this out at the moment. Diversity yeah. issues across there. Funny enough. Eh? So yeah. I interrupted you there, Leanne. No, 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 no. Yeah, with, with Uber, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's a – that exit one is, yeah, it's quite big. And, and also what I'm, what I do like about our small, like, well, our ecosystem is that most of the things that get started or bootstrapped in the beginning and then have, a, have, have an initial investment, you'll see that they would have a series A or series C that will follow on quite quickly within the structures as well, because it's never just going to be one round. It's usually going to be more, but it's how do you get that business to not need the funding and rather, and rather just make it from the profits or, you know, scale like yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, uh, but uh, you also don't want to be a pitch entrepreneur the whole time and, you know, just going around from pitching event to pitching event. And um, quite a few yeah. of those in South Africa, right? Yeah. I, I mean, every time I run one of those, I, I, I feel like it's a necessary evil almost. And I have this debate with the VCs because they're like, oh, you know, I hate coming to these pitching events. But then on the other side, it's like, well, when – do people get the opportunity to actually pitch and, and, you know, come and say their piece where, no, no, yeah, I don't, and, mind, and I, 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 I don't mind the events. Mm. I think the events are great, but I think there's this kind of trend of the same startups going from pitching event to pitching event. Cause people have got yeah. a goal to be incubating it. They don't actually want to get the thing produced. They just want to go from incubation to incubation. To incubation. I want to be comfortable. The, yeah. They're looking yeah. for safety. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's not entrepreneurial. Mm. No. Yeah. Think. I think like for ours, when for the school, we were very set on KPI. So you had to have a set of financials, an actual viable product at the end of it and a game plan moving forward. And we would kind of kick you out of the nest if you didn't like if you reneged on any of those things. 
Um, and it forced everyone to kind of level up as well. Um, but it's hard. It's not, I mean, three months is a, is a very short time. I don't think you can turn around a business in three, in three months. You know, I think you've got to apply that 10,000 hour rule and, you know, every successful startup, every successful overnight startup is actually a 10 year startup in the making, you know, yeah. which people just kind of just forget. Yeah, absolutely. And and Leanne, uh, your experience at Silicon Cape because you were you were vice chair there. Um, yeah. So I mean that was great. I loved being a part of the beginning start of that. I found, um, you know, the the government here was very very supportive and it helped with people not working in silos. But there's always going to be silos. Like we all have things to do and we all have different agendas. Um, yeah, I wish. Yeah, I think, you know, it's just undergone, um, Elaine Fisher is now part of it. She seems yeah. to be doing great things. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my goal for Silicon Cape is that there is, that there is no need for a Silicon Cape in the future. Like that would be, you know, that would be the win where people can just automatically, organically connect at the right time, at the right place, you know, when they need to. But, you know, how you do, how do you create that, um, you know, I think we're, we're not there yet, but it's good to be, have people having the conversations, but more than having the conversations is actually doing stuff about it. Mm. And yeah, for me, if I think that one of the female problems is that it's the confidence thing. It's the, it's like this imposter syndrome that you keep going through of like, Oh, do I actually know what I'm talking about? And most people are still just trying to figure it out. It's like when you look at your, when you look at your parents and you're like, Oh, like you really didn't know what you were doing when you were kind of raising us, you know, yeah. like, we're all just trying to figure it out. And I think, you know, you want to try and find a leader that you can just kind of either emulate or, you know, be, yeah, get get the best advice from. Excellent. Thanks, Leanne. Um, if you've just joined us on the show, you listen to the Futurology Show right here on Cliff Central. We are celebrating Women's Day today, and we have Miss um, Leanne DeToy talking to us, and we're talking the future of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Is it a ship or is it just entrepreneurial spirit? Because I have a problem with that as well. Yeah, I like that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think, like, I wonder, like, can you grow it or do you have it? I never, like, is it nature versus nurture? you know, no, yeah. that's exactly it. And I think in the next, we've come to the sort of midpoint of the, of the episode. And generally at this point, we start to throw forward to the future. And like, how much do you think is happening now that is actually going to change and shape the future? And is it that nature versus nurture? Is it something that we can learn? Is it just a new style of business that everybody's going to adopt and say, well, it doesn't matter whether I'm a startup or a fresh out of university or high school or even somebody with decades of career behind me. Anybody can start this entrepreneurial journey. And yeah. it really does take the, the level of spirit within you is the thing that actually helps determine where you're going to go with it. Uh, don't look at me, Mike, like that. He's looking at me <laughs> going, you mean Jamison's spirit. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That does help though. Along the entrepreneurial journey, a little bit of that yeah. kind of spirit does help. A bit a bit of of You've been an island for too long this weekend. Oh, Bert. sorry. That's more like Guinness yeah, spirit. Yeah. No, Guinness. Jamison whiskey. Yeah, no, I did finish it's a lot of Jamison, I, but the Guinness outshone. It outshone. Did it? So, yeah. Leanne, where do you think it's going in the future? <laughs> not, not down, not down to the Guinness pub. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so female led companies delivered 63% better returns than male led. I mean, that's just a stat. It's sure. just, you know, wow. from the James South Africa report. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's going to come down to collaboration and I think it's, it's going to be built, it's going to be around building trust networks. And I think the people of the, the leaders of the future are the ones that, you know, stay curious and keep learning. And, you know, it's like getting rid of that ego. And I think, yeah, planting the seeds of the future of our future selves today 
but it's going to be around better content, um, building others up and finding ways to work better with each other. Because I think most things don't work is because it always comes down to, to the people or the ego or wrong timing. Um, and I think that's not necessarily a, a female or a male thing. So yeah, for me, it would be, how do we create better role models? How, mm-hmm. how do we integrate sport, things yeah. better with each other? Yeah, uh, yeah. Leanne, I, I, just to come back to, to this point and the, the previous point about nurture, um, you know, the, the, the principle of elasticity of the brain and the ability to develop new capacities. A lot of this yeah. comes back down to the environment that we operate in. And, you know, when we talk about the confidence of stepping forward, it doesn't sound like we've got enough of the right environment that actually trains people because this – I, I think entrepreneurship, you know, you certainly get, I think there are very few true entrepreneurs like your Richard Branson, your Elon Musks. You know, they, they, they truly are out of the world. One I mean, in a million, I suppose. Yeah. They are. But when we look at, inter- you, know, you know, not yeah. everyone is an entrepreneur, but I think everyone's got the capability of building a business um, that isn't the next billion dollar business. And, and yeah. you can build a business that provides a very good uh, lifestyle for yourself. But you're also solving real fundamental needs for your customers. Well, that's so, your yeah. average entrepreneur, right? Yeah. But there's, there's two sides. I mean, we're talking nature and nurture. We talk about risk and opportunity. But uh, include the environment into no, that. Exactly. So you'll, you'll find, you'll probably find that there are way more Elon Musk's and Richard Branson's out there. They just, yeah. the one difference they don't, that, that, that sets them apart is that yeah. they have the ability. Did they ever have the opportunity? And if they had the opportunity, did they have the balls or the attitude to actually go and take that opportunity and own it? For and sure. I think that's yeah. there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes together that actually starts to this perfect storm of success. For sure, absolutely. But it's got yeah. to do. It's got to start with someone. That that's yeah. why I like the idea of this entrepreneurship. Sounds like it's this bigger thing. It's always going to yeah. be bigger. It sometimes it's it start the seed starts with someone. It does to I do something. Agree. Yes, and by yeah. doing that, something happens. Absolutely. So I mean. My my opinion on that is, is that when if you start chasing the money, then usually you're going down the wrong yeah. road. When you're trying to solve a problem, then you know work and solve the problem, and usually that's where yeah. that's where the, the you know that's like a, a true entrepreneur, right? So when they money is the byproduct. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and I think, and then the other thing I think is network, and and by growing your network is by giving, and I I mean it sounds so cliched, but it's like the more you give, the more you get. Like every time I've given something or given my time or, you know, something comes from that and without trying to get something back in return. Um, and I've, I've like, see good, like lots. Yeah. That, that would be the mindset, the mindset for me. And also like life is not fair. So, you know, thinking that to my children. Yeah. Like thinking that it is. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where we go wrong is that we think that the world owes us something and it doesn't, you owe yourself to be the best version of yourself. And if you can, yeah. Continue doing that, whether whoever you are. Um, yeah, just treat yourself the way you know. Treat other people the way you'd want to be treated, and I think mm. a lot less damage would be done. Um, but yeah, we get we co- get caught up in stuff. Yeah, I think you're right, though. I mean, like life isn't fair, and I think the perfect when you try to create when you try but to Mike, create this business on, world. I, I just want to clap Mike quickly. What's Mike? Life is fair. Life is not fair, Mike. Life is fair. Maybe for you, life. Panda Pup. Life is quite a fair. I mean, Leanne, you've just said you need to take responsibility for your own life. <laughs> no, but wait. We're all, we're all in a different ship, but life is fair. This misconception that life is unfair life can is an excuse not to be responsible for Life can for become unfair to the individual when they think that no. they didn't get an opportunity that they missed. 
And this is the thing. It's, no. Life is unfair to different people. Fundamentally Check. disagree. Well, that's life fine. is fair. Go ahead. Disagree. <laughs> I, I, I accept your disagreement. So I'm going to just ignore it for now. So, so you think but life life is fair? Life is fair. Mike 100%. thinks that life is fair. He thinks that the yin and the Absolutely. yang and the up and the down are all in perfect Absolutely. alignment. But So coming from an entrepreneur who has okay. failed myself a lot. Yeah. I think we all and have. And have learned yes. a ton. One mm. big part of entrepreneurial spirit and the journey to success or whatever you deem success to be is grit and resilience. Quite right. And oh, the yeah. only reason why you'd need to grit or bear anything is because life is not life fair. Was fair. No, no, no. no. You, you're misunderstanding. <laughs> if life was fair, no. we'd have a capitalist society where everybody was equal and we'd all be some version of a no. Richard Branson. We would have UBI. We'd have we UBI. Would. Well, that's that exactly why you No, we would. <laughs> okay. But, but, but I, no, sorry. I, I really no, do. I wanted to bring up the grit, the grit thing. Yeah. I think that's the important bit. Uh, and, and, and I quite agree with you on the grit thing here because if we accept the principle that life is fair and, and we say, what is the point of life? It is not to stay stationary. It yeah. is to evolve. It is to grow. And you grow through grit. We all you have the same it. opportunity. It's who takes yeah. it. That we makes we it. all have different opportunities. Yeah. We all have opportunities that are relevant to ourselves. And really the point is we've got to turn ourselves from a lump of coal into a diamond. That's the point of life. And that's why yeah. life is fair. We've got to be yeah. responsible for our life. And the only way we evolve is through grit. You're quite right. I quite I agree. I get where you come from. Mike. I think we're oh, saying the same thing in a different way. Because that's exactly what I'm saying is that like – it you've got to well first of all you've got to go through it so it's also that like gold principle like you know you've got to go through the fire to get to the other side right? sure. you can't try and bypass it and that's that's what i'm saying by what i say like life is unfair is that it's not about it's like you have to take responsibility ability for it 100 you know? percent. i want to change the life isn't fair statement and say life maybe is fair okay. but life is tough it's tough. Okay. It's tough. So tough yeah. is the thing. The only reason why you That's need to cool. grin and bear something is because it's tough. But sometimes yeah. new startups or new entrepreneurs, they don't realize that it's tough because no. it's tough. Yeah. And they I, don't realize how tough it is. Yeah. yeah. And I think, thank goodness, like if you did know how tough it is, you probably wouldn't do it. So, you know, that, yeah. that, that part naivety and part like continuously forgiving yourself and forgiving those around you can also just kind of get you through it. And I, I think sometimes we also just expect so much so much more of, you know, what, what we want. And I think we also think it happens quicker than it does. Like it doesn't, it, it takes time. Even, it takes time, right? Even people that have succeeded and when they start something different, you know, it doesn't always work out, but it's like, they just don't beat themselves up about it. You just keep moving forward. And I think that's also that entrepreneurial spirit is just to be, is to reframe it in a, in a way that goes, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's a lesson. Not so much more of a failure. So I have, you to, know? I have to watch yeah. myself a bit here because I'm kind of throwing this forward a little bit because so if we throw this forward a little bit, um, surely the millennial is the future entrepreneur. Now, Has this is a mommy coddled generation, right? <laughs> How are they going to be any good at being entrepreneurs? Or well, am I speaking to a cliche? No, I don't think you're speaking to a cliche. And, and, but I do think the world that they're going to be in. laughing at you at the moment. No, she <laughs> is. She is. So that, that, that's why I'm just jumping in. There. But, uh, I, but I do. I'm on the cusp of being a millennial. So I'm like, oh, oh, you're on the cusp. Is that a good or a bad thing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, Brett, um, Brett, I think the world that they're going to be growing up uh, or, or entrepreneurs in is, is changing so fast. I mean, if we just, and I hate to bring up the subject to blockchain and AI and what have you. Oh, but the, yeah. eco- the economy that they're going to be operating in is going to be a very, very different world. So, very, yeah. so it's, it's going to be a very interesting 
watch this space? So, I mean, if I had to equate it to this, like the jobs of the future probably haven't been created. So there's that one aspect. And then there's the other aspect of. So like, the, the expectations are dashed because they don't know. So they don't they'll know just be happily surprised when they arrive. <laughs> yeah, or maybe so we'll just have a very happy millennial bunch when they finally get to the workforce. So one of the things that um, in that speech that Mark Zuckerberg had said, he was like, when he started Facebook, he was like, I, I, I didn't mean I wanted to connect just some people, you know. And I think like if there was a legacy of what I would wish for the millennials is just to have the confidence to stand up and speak. And I think they do have that, but oh, totally, yeah. there's also the misconception of how hard you actually have to work to get yeah, stuff done. It's the British. And I think, yeah, that, that, is breaking that. that, yeah, instead of like giving up where I'm not saying all millennials give up, but it's like, there's definitely that aspect. But then I have met a lot of millennials who just keep going forward. And when they find their niche, so it's actually like, how do you get someone to find out what they're really good at really quickly? So, you know, if you, so if you're not good at maths, then stay away from maths. If you're good at maths, then yeah. go there. Yeah. So maybe that, that's system, right? the, the trick is to, yeah. to hone in on the, hone in on what you're actually really good at and then like build on that rather than trying to be good at everything. Yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a great TED talk that Carol Dweck, the education mm, yeah. guru talk, does, yeah. and it's, it's called the power of yet. And it's all yes. about how the educating these, this new generation is about not highlighting failure and not saying you failed, but saying you yes. haven't got it right yet. Yes. And when you look at gaming, you can play the same level over and over yeah, and over and over and over and over and over again you don't get one hit until it. you get it right. Yeah. Yeah. And what, so we might not, we might be saying this instant gratification is creating this, you know, this molly coddled generation where they expect things now and they're going to be not ready for the future, but they might not have grit, but persistence in the face of, yeah. Trial is yeah. good. So I don't know if, whether it's grit because grit is about accepting the storm and going through it, knowing yeah. that at the, at the end of it, you're actually going to get somewhere. Persistence is about knowing that you will get through it before you've even tr gotten yeah, to it. For sure. Yeah. So, and I think that's a different mindset as well. So it might not be a critical thinking thing, but it's this idea that failure isn't actually an option because it's just not yet. Yeah. 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 I, I actually yeah. want to pick up, Leanne, you spoke about um, helping people get there quicker. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting point mm. as we throw it forward three, four years and we look at all these laws that are chasing exponentialism. <laughs> My favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah. you think about being a startup these days, you put everything on the cloud. You you, you don't have to raise CapEx to do all that kind of yeah. stuff. You don't need to build a building. You don't need to build a building. Yeah. You don't need uh, – uh, a bunch of uh, people to install a whole lot of technology to, say, uh, run your sales pipelines. Yeah. Uh, access to markets are far easier to access through LinkedIn and mm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I do agree with you. I think we've got the tool sets, the minds, the, uh, the mind sets, as well as uh, the platforms are really becoming quite the mature yeah. to accelerate it mm. where we should be able to get startups to a viable kind of product stage yeah. within three months, right? Yeah. Or yeah, is, yeah. is it just a pipe dream? No, 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 no. I think, I mean, if I look at with the school, we definitely got – so the criteria was you had an idea. You didn't have to have something physical. You could have it between naught and, and six months. And um, a lot of them – and obviously we track them. So we don't, we, don't, we don't just go and say, well, 
you've left here for three months, thanks very much, and off you go. We actually track them and try and make sure that they get all the stuff that they need. So it's not necessarily funding, but it can be, you know, would you rather have a million rand or would you rather have a million clients? Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, so you know, just to try and get that mindset. But the other thing that is also going to come in is regulations. So, you know, we, what's going to happen with AI regulations or, you know, freedom of speech and all that. So even though that they are all these access to market, it's like, well, you've still got to learn how to use them. You know, where, how do you how do you do it in a in a proper way? So you still do need some of that strategy behind it, yeah. um, and and it's almost like we have this gener and this leaderless generation, which is a good and a bad thing because we're all pushing each other. But there's no front runner where we go and say, "Wow, this is the person that we need to you know follow yeah. or emulate or you know things like that." Throwing uh, it forward as well, just from my side, mm. um, startups, entrepreneurial spirits is not it's not new people to business. It's not new people to new business. It's yeah. Sometimes we can take, <laughs> sometimes we can take career people and they've been in the business. They've been in enterprises. They've been in institutional business for, for decades and they yeah. can start to come up, chase their ideas, chase their dreams, take the spirit and, and, yes. and jump into the journey. So it doesn't need to be a startup minded person that needs VC. It might be an established person that can take a new idea from, from a, a, a place of experience and a wealth a of knowledge and say, well familiar yeah, with, right? Maybe they do fix strategies for big corporates, mm. multinationals yeah. even. And they come in today, well, I'm actually going to bring this back to me. Yeah. See where I'm going to start and take it forward from there. Yeah. But the question I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get better at making I my philosophies was, uh, become a question. I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm getting better. I thought you were about to stop. Yeah, but yeah. you guys, you get your impression. <laughs> Stops me from asking the question. Oh, Can okay. I ask a question? It's awful, yeah. Trying to make you giggle. The question is, <laughs> does the entrepreneurial spirit become business spirit in the next five to ten? Is is everybody big enterprise, small enterprise, multinational, global, village, craft market, everybody needs to have this type of spirit. Because yeah. the law of innovation and the speed of innovation, the rate of change that we're going through, if you're not willing to have that spirit, that gung ho attitude to get something done, are you going to be left behind? Are you going to be disrupted? Yeah. Are you even going to be relevant? Oh, Brett. Ta-da. Boom. Hey. Wow. So what's the question? Landed. No, but that's I answered my yeah. question. <laughs> Did you answer your question? High five me. No Show of one. What do you all think, you, Leanne? You. <laughs> Actually, so next week it's of, just Brett by himself. Yeah. <laughs> just I might not be one here. Of, <laughs> Leanne? The awesome things that that came out of the school which I didn't think were, which was a byproduct was the mentorship so the program is mentor led and what we landed up doing is having like these really high these people that have done awesome stuff sold multi-million you know dollar businesses gone national yeah. and it's amazing how much they put in into the actual startups and it was quite overwhelming to think you've got someone you know, who's the chairman of X amount of places and he comes once a week to meet his little startup and their payoff is that they see it succeed. And yeah. I often sometimes negate, I mean, and the stipend that they get was, I mean, it was, you know, most of them said, don't worry, it's fine. It's the, you know, the paperwork is just too much. It will come and do it, you know, because we want to. And that testament of giving back. And I think what we don't, we often forget is that people actually do want to give back and people do want to do that mentorship and pay it forward. And I think that culture is starting to grow um, and that rate of change. And then there's the flip side of that. And I think the, the reason why a lot of them want to do it is because they want to see what these younger guys are doing or these other startups are doing so that they can 
stay ahead of it. So the payoff yeah. for them is not necessarily, you know, it's obviously seeing someone, seeing someone succeed, but it's also seeing what are other people doing that they can dovetail off and how many of those people then invested into those businesses. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think there, the, you know, there's the flip side of it. So there's the mentorship, but then also you as a mentee are going, oh my goodness, I've got this amazing mentor. But I think you forget that you, the teacher is also, te- is bec- the student becomes the teacher and the teacher becomes a student often as well. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. So, so, sorry, just on that mentorship, yeah. of, of all the experience that you've gone through, Leanne, you, yeah. you know, you've, you've got a, a great CV and, and you've certainly walked around the block here and just ready to throw the, the idea forward. What are you most excited about looking forward to the future here? What, what really, you know, beyond right now and the, the new job that you've got, what excites you uh, about the work that you do going forward into the future? Um, so personally, and okay, so for me, it would be just the minds that I get to meet are all the people that I get to interact with are at the top of their game, at the top of their industry. They expect nothing less than perfection and they expect it from you and everyone around them. And I, I, I really like that. Like to be the stupidest person in the room for me is quite important. I, I think that's like, I want to be always all that the time. person yeah. <laughs> all the time, all the time. And, um, but then the other side of it is being able to find the connections and opportunities of connecting people at that, just being able to be at the right time at the right place. Like bringing an investment into South Africa when it was just a phone call away, like that's really yeah. satisfying. Or, you know, one of the things, one of my favorite stories is one of uh, a gentleman uh, mailed me while I was still at Silicon Cape and he said, I need a ticket to get to the States. I've got this new technology. I just, I just need to get there. And one of our donors like put up their hands and said, okay, fine, I'll sponsor it. And from that, he's now doing amazing stuff. Uh, like those kind of stories, no one really talks about, but that, that for me, those are the little wins or, you know, the big wins when you're seeing you changing and someone's to start, life. To start like seeing more of that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's more, there, there is more of that and we don't talk about it enough. And yeah. And also I'd love for South Africans just as a culture, you know, we always, we always inter- we always whenever you bring someone in you, you know you talk them up but actually we don't talk ourselves up enough you know so the people that do end up standing up you kind of think wow that's so abrasive but actually why don't you do that why don't you say like you are amazing because what's wrong with saying something like that um mm-hmm. yeah and i think more people just need to believe in their Self- own confidence in themselves yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah i'm about about the soft stuff but i think it's important I, agree. I totally agree with you. I agree too. I think most of it sits in, in the heart and passion, right? So, guys, <laughs> we're literally at the end of the show. And um, for anyone quick, eh? <laughs> yeah. who's joining us, uh, please follow us on at Futurology Show. And if you on go Twitter, yep. on Twitter, um, where else would you follow an ad, Brett? I don't think we've got that handle anywhere else. So it's only Twitter, at Futurology Show. Uh, you can try Instagram, but you won't find us there. You won't try Facebook, you'll probably fail as well. But if you go to Twitter, at Futurology Show, we're probably there. Because we fuck off lazy at this. Yeah. 
It's too much to deal with, bro. Seriously. Uh, and then also, if you missed the podcast, this has a, been a live thing today on, on Women's Day. So to all the women's listen, yeah. women's, all the women's, Happy women's day. all the women's listening. Yes. Happy Women's Day. Happy, Happy Women's day. day. And uh, yeah. if you've just tuned in now, uh, you can catch the podcast here on iTunes and you can subscribe to the Futurology and show. Please give us five shows, uh, five stars. Five shows. Give us, give us five shows, so to, five shows for to, four to win your heart over. <laughs> and then you can give us five stars. But yes, thank you guys. It's been fun being in studio with you guys today. Yeah. It's been yes. great. And Leanne, thank thanks you. for joining thanks us on Skype. Here. Excellent. Thank we look you. forward to seeing and chatting to you again. Yeah, definitely. Superb, okay, guys. guys. Thanks very much and yep. over and out. This is cliffcentral.com.